Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School right here in the heart of Chicago. I pray that you find hope and peace in the message of Christ and Him crucified for you in your life right now. Thank you for listening. And please, if you'd like to support the mission going on right here, uh, please go to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org to donate. Thank you. To you a Savior has been born. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grab a seat. Merry Christmas. There are moments in my life that uh, definitely changed me forever, right? Have you had a, a moment in your life that absolutely changed you from that point on? You were going this way, and now you're going this way or that way. It changed you. The first moment, of course, is when I was born. That kind of changed me. Came out, first breath of, uh, first, uh, breath of fresh air, right? You, you're changed. Whether I like it or not, I don't remember the event, but that event absolutely did change me. You don't have to remember an event or even participate in a sense. It can change you. In fact, maybe before that, when Leslie Waters met Dennis Hess, things changed. Here I am. Of course, having your kids, Having your children change you, now you're a dad, now you're a, a mom. I mean, it's forever altered, and there's nothing you can do about it. What great event in your life happened to you, and you've been changed from it. What event has happened that changed you for the worse? Bad events can do that too, can't they? I remember when I first at least I think I remember when I first lied to my parents, right? I didn't, I did not hit my sister. And then I watched my brother take the punishment because in their court, uh, he was now guilty. And then it kind of affected me. It really did, right? You feel guilty? You know what I'm talking about? And ugly and a little corrupted. No matter what your age, you know what that feels like, shame. What events like that in your life that maybe you willingly did, but they still haunt you. They've changed you. They made you a little less than who you are. Today we are celebrating, for sure, an event, a historical event that happened in time and space and in a place that absolutely has changed everything. And I want you to see how it's changed you or changed this universe in which you live. And that is what? God became man. God took on our flesh. God took on your DNA at a particular time and place. He's intimately and forever intertwined with you physically as a human being. He's in your family, whether you like it or not. And that changes everything. Now, of course, we go back to that day. Who did it change immediately? Mary and Joseph. 
Just like it is when you have a kid, right? When you first hear that announcement, for how much more for them? I mean, they were walking around on their normal life. They were planning on getting married. They were working hard. They had calloused hands from just surviving. They had their worries, and they probably had their sins, and they had their shames. There's another ordinary day, uh, a path going this way. No clue about to, to what's about to happen. And then the angel comes to Mary and the angel comes to Jesus. And that changed everything. I mean, not is it crazy to have a kid, but this is going to be the Savior. This is God. He's going to save not just Israel, but the whole world from its sins. And they, they had no clue even what that meant. How that changed them. But listen to today's story. The announcement of Christmas was not just for Mary and Joseph. It didn't just change their lives. But where did the angels go? They went nearby to people who had no clue who Mary was or Joseph was, not related at all, doing their thing, working the third trick for somebody else. Looking forward, probably, to the morning. They'll hit the bar for a little bit and then get some sleep. And they repeat that day after day. And then the angel came to them and said just peculiar words. I mean, it's odd to have an angel anyways, right? But A savior, a king, has been born. And this is the gospel words to you. They didn't know Mary and Joseph. They're just doing their thing. But God sought them out and said that this Jesus, this baby born today, just doesn't affect Mary and Joseph, but it affects you too, doesn't it? And that's why we're here today. Because I am sent by God to tell you the same thing. A Savior has been born to you, for you. He took on your flesh. You know, when Christ was born, you are now related to him as you are related to Mary. He is a part of your family, whether you believe it or not. But more than that, a Savior has been born to you. He didn't just come for Mary and Joseph. He didn't just come for those that he knew, that he was related to, that he understood. But he came to all. And that changes everything. Jesus is your relative now. And it's wonderful to have relatives in high places. Like if you're related to Jeff Bezos, wouldn't that be nice? Maybe he'd invite you to dinner and get some benefits from that. You have a relative in a high place. Jesus. Think about the benefits, just simply as that, that you get to draw upon. You know someone up there, literally in person. How amazing Mary was affected, how the shepherds were affected, for sure, by this event. And it changed how they looked at the world. I mean, everything changed from there on. But it's not just wonderful good news that changes us. Like I said before, death changes us too. How many of you, and I know there are some of you, who sit right here and tear up, hold something in, who mourn because you have seen death and that first loss and that changes you forever doesn't it 
And you can talk about healing, you can talk about the seven steps or whatever, but it, but it doesn't leave, it's changed you. Its mark is on you and you carry it. And so there's Mary, again, shocked. As she looks up and she sees this son of promise, this son who would never hurt a flea, this son who loved the weak and the hurting and the broken, who healed others, this son who's supposed to change the world, and now he is being mocked and rejected by her own people and by Rome, everyone making fun of and putting him on a cross. That surely changed her for good as well, didn't it? To see her only son die. But she probably also heard these words. It is finished. And that event and that death of God for Mary and for Joseph for all the ways that you have lied and gotten away with it, and for the guilt and the shame that you carry, Christ took it all. And indeed, it is finished, it is done, and you are welcome back to the Christmas table because your brother has taken the blame for you, willingly, not trapped like I trapped my brother. You are forgiven. And that day, March 25th changed everything, too. And of course, three days later, he rises again and imagine being Mary now. I mean, what a roller coaster she's experiencing as she greets her son and hugs him again for the first time. You think she ever forgot that? That he died and he rose. You know how much that will change somebody? To hear that one person who was dead, now alive, and not just say, I'm risen, look at me, but says, I will raise you up too. Mary left there with never changing. That, that changed her for good. Because there's forgiveness and there's hope for those that are guilty and ashamed. And there is resurrection. And death is not the end. Changed. And friends, that's for you too. We celebrate an event, an episode, something has happened on Christmas. And it's not just a cute, nice story. It altered the course of human history and your history too. Because Christmas has arrived. And it's not going anywhere, even though you might, not, you might take down the decorations January 1st. Because we live in a new season that changes how we look at the world. You got guilt and you got shame, you got a past that you don't want anybody to know about. You're tired of running or pretending. You're forgiven. It's gone. God loves you. You can say it, you can confess, you can approach. And today do you carry some mourn? And you're scared of tomorrow, you're scared of your health, and you don't want to go to another funeral again. Christ is risen. That's a fact. And you will rise too. 
and you will see those you love again. That changes everything, doesn't it? It makes you look at suffering differently because you know there's an end to it. Therefore, now you can draw meaning from it. It makes you look at your sins differently. It's not the end of the world. Get back up. You're forgiven. It makes you look at one another differently. If God loves those people, me so much, and he loves sinners so much, why not I? Why don't I also love that? I love the story in 1914, right? The Christmas truce. The Germans and the English are at their wit's end. It's already a bloody war, and Christmas time comes, December 25th. And they lay down their arms, and they sing, and they drink together. It's a true story. And one of them actually says, what if we're wrong <laughs> to each other? What are we doing in light of Christmas, in light of the peace of Christ? And they went back and fought the next day. <laughs> but for a second, it changed things, didn't it? What if that changes how you look at one another, how you look at your neighbor? How you look at those in need around you. How you look how you are totally the result of God's absolute mercy and love for you. Maybe, maybe it's changed you too. Maybe you have that peace and hope. But also maybe you see others as not as enemies. But people that God loves, that Jesus came for. Maybe you could be that angel. To tell that person across the aisle, the Savior has been born for them too. Merry Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.